You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Welcome to Morning's Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com, and uh, Connors FM 104.5, 106.1, brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, and of course, Conroe Coffee, broadcasting live from the Lone Star Community Radio Studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. We are Montgomery County's morning radio show. Sitting with me this morning is Skippy, of course, my co-host. Good morning. Good morning. You all right this morning? I'm all right. A little warm. Uh, yeah. You wake up in a hot sweat? Well, yeah, that's the thing. See, living with a postmenopausal wife, you know, she's always hot, having hot flashes. So I'm used yeah. to the place being blasted with cold. And we both, she woke up sweating kind of as usual, but I woke up going, yeah, it's kind of warm. And, you know, and the AC was blowing, so I thought maybe the, I'd just turn up the thermostat over the night or something. No, it's uh, my recently repaired air conditioner is not blowing cold again. So... I had to spend some time this morning talking to the homeowner's warranty people to say, let's get them out there. But since last time it took them two weeks to get out there, let's let's get them let's out speed in like two it up. hours. I mean, I wish there was a secret way to get people off their butt. You think there's a, a, does anyone know, if anyone's listening right now and it has like a secret way to call somebody and they know the code word or something, you know, like, no. yeah, uh, this is customer with the code word 85CD77 <laughs> and uh, we need somebody out here. Oh, well, all right. So, you know there's a VIP way. There's always a VIP right. way. Right. Just start throwing words out there at random. Rutabaga. Parsimonious. Well, well, and just see it, what, what Well, takes. is this where you pull the, like, who's really famous that lives around here? Like, I think <laughs> like I think Adrian Peterson lives in the Woodlands, who's a football player. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm sure he does because he was in, he was, had court something over here. And so I'll be like, this is Adrian Peterson. I'm going to need someone to fix my. That'd be great. <laughs> But, uh, uh, yeah, I think when they got out to my house, they would realize that indeed I had absolutely nothing to do with with him. Yeah. Well, wrong, then they're wrong. out there though. Huh? They're out there. Yeah, but my house, just my neighborhood, is not an, uh, is not a. Uh, it doesn't matter. That's judging right house. there. Oh, trust me on this one. But so, speaking of Conroe Coffee, you know, I'm looking out the official Lone Star Radio plate glass window into Conroe Coffee, and uh, I'm presuming I'm looking at the artist because she's got blue hair and a nose ring. I could be profiling though. But uh, the artwork is very different. I am looking at a quite possibly a four foot by four foot oil painting. I believe it's oils of Rod Serling. Next to it is an almost as large a couple of of oil paintings of Muhammad Ali fights, and then a James Dean with. And this is kind of I, I don't know how appropriate this is. It's a very good likeness of james dean but the head has got like this gold it almost looks like he's wearing a tiara but i'm thinking is it supposed to show his head injuries from his car accident i don't know this is kind of odd this is strange or very colorful uh, uh if i had to say uh provocative I, i'm not trying to sound too uh, hoity-toity here but this is like kind of provocative i'm gonna have to go check this out and you remember oh, yeah. on sunday uh Conroe Coffee is having their little their tea ceremony. 
Yeah, yeah. They always have a new artist at the beginning of every month. So if you didn't know, it's just July first around the corner. There, we, I know so. this is the penultimate day of June. We're almost yeah. in July. Yeah, so let's. Uh, we are starting the show with some weather and traffic real quick. Uh, let's look at the traffic conditions around Montgomery County. Looking around, I'm not really seeing any serious issues. If you're heading to Houston right now, you're going to run into some trouble right there at I-10. Uh, if you're heading northbound, the only trouble I really see is in the New Waverly area, but it's at a lot, at, it's around 40 miles an hour right there. East to west, you're good to go all around the county. I'm not seeing any accidents or incidences. So uh, what's going on with weather? Weather today, 82 degrees outside as well as inside my house, going up to 95 degrees. Uh, lows tonight down to 74. Uh, sunshiny all day today, a little bit of party cl- partly cloudy. Tomorrow... I have 96, uh, but cloudy with uh, only a, a 10% chance of rain for today and tomorrow. So it's going to be muggy. It already feels like 92 because of the 85% humidity. But do, uh, you know, put on for tomorrow, if you're going to go to a weekend uh, Independence Day celebration or just go out and party for the summer, uh, wear your floppy hat and your sunscreen and uh, bring a bottle of water for and you'll be a-okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Right, right, all right. Okay. So today we do have a special guest. That's right. We're going to have Blue Epiphany Vineyard in the studio. They're going to talk about their 4th of July event. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, they're going to have two to three of those guys. If you don't know the history with Chris and Blue Epiphany is they were, I don't, I don't know if they're retired, but they were police officers. I think that's why they're called Blue. I mean, that's my guess. That, that makes a lot of sense. They were on uh, Conroe Culture News with Margie Taylor. I don't know three weeks ago or something okay. like that but they're a new vineyard here in montgomery county and i'm excited to learn more about that and especially to me policemen because i think it's mostly men i just don't think them as wine drinkers but do you think people and i i wonder if this is just the united states but do you think like guys are beer drinkers until they start getting a beer gut <laughs> and then they're like someone goes and it like hits them over the head hey quit drinking beer drink something else so they either move to wine or they move to whiskey or you know a liquor do you think that's normal or you think i'm just making this up no that could be a very big part i think a lot of it is beer for most people is a chugging a refreshment you don't sip it you you know you drink a beer two three four swallows at a time Okay. Especially on a hot day. Well, I never actually like. But wine. I never drink wine, man, because every time I've had drink wine, Mm -hmm. I've had, I always wake up feeling like really bad. Well, you can have that sulfite uh, uh, allergy. A lot of. Are you talking red wines, white wines, or whatever? I don't keep tabs on that because some wines and and many of them contain sulfides. Like if I had two glasses of wine, Mm -hmm. I don't feel good. Yeah, you could just have a reaction to it. And but my sister was trying to tell me about. Some wine she found where it has zero sulfates in it. Yeah, oh, there are sulfate-free. Uh, and, and, like, that clears majority of the headaches mm-hmm. or the, I guess, the hangovers, really, from a wine if because like, they have to make special batches, so it's harder to find and things like that. So cause apparently they put the sulfate in mass-produced wine to keep it, you know, preserved, I guess. I'm not really sure. That's the word. But I think I think because is wine fatty? Oh yeah, absolutely. Is liquor it's, fatty? I, I believe it depends on the liquor and how it's distilled. Well, like Bailey's Irish Cream, I imagine. Oh, that's, that that's would fatty. be yeah. That's like drinking half and half and sh- sugar combined. 
But no, wine is is a sipping thing. So I think I'll, as guys get older, no, I just, we, we chug, I chug wine. Dude. You chug? I'm just I have no idea. I just never. I don't know. Like I enjoy a cold beer, like a real cold beer. I mm-hmm. like that. And I just never actually went to the store and go, oh, what am I going to get? I'm going to get a bottle of wine. I just I never do that. Well, should I start doing that? Should I don't give know. It a try? Give I, it a try. I did watch two hours of CNN yesterday, and I guess I was blessed because it was during that shooting thing. And then that blessed in that sense. I meant more of like just see how people handle it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's kind of alarming to watch any news. I, I'm making that statement because we're going to talk about that later. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about watching two hours. I bet you didn't watch I did, two No, hours. I did, but it wasn't a single channel. I flopped between no, three. Because I did CNN because, of, because I want to know why it's fake news. That's well, why I want to know why it's Well, I concentrated on CNN and MSNBC. Did they say anything about wines? No, they didn't. See, man, I missed out. <laughs> but, you know, I, I said so that's what I'm trying to figure out. Let's let's close up the beer wine thing because it is the weekend. It is 4th of July, so what are you going to pick up at the store? Uh, I, I don't know. It's just – there's a more variety, I feel like, in beer than wine. But then again, wine people are so zeroed in on wine to another level. I guess there's some beer people like that. There are feel, some, but no. I wine. feel like wine has more of like, if you want to really want to educate yourself, you got to dedicate some time. You do. You have to know like, the bouquet. Like you just spit it out. Well, yeah, you can't because, you, I'm like that to me is like that's I go I don't like that game. <laughs> if I'm gonna drink something. Well, I mean, like, imagine being a food tester. Like, do you really not want to swallow it? Yeah. Really? I want. I mean, if it no, tasted I, bad, I'd I'm throw kind of it. There, there's no good answer to this one. My brain's going down a rabbit hole. Oh, right okay, you're naughty. Okay. Uh, but no, I was just wondering that. Okay, I'm gonna try to do a bottle of wine. Uh, not a whole bottle, I guess, depending on if I like it. Do you? If anyone's listening, give me a recommendation between. I would say I'll put ten to thirty dollars towards a bottle. You can get a nice Shiraz for that. I, I'm a fan of if I'm drinking a red uh, Shiraz, an Australian Shiraz is nice. For the most part, I can't. Well, I will tell say the most of the time. And, well, when I have red wines, the only thing I don't like about it is that my mouth is very dry afterwards. Mm-hmm. Well, then get yourself a uh, nice white Zinfandel and chill it. And chill it. Chill it. Yeah. And white, chug it. Chill it and chug it. <laughs> Well, Brett, yes, you do, because that's where all the fancy people spit out the wine. I've seen that, okay? That's when, like, you oh, know, he's, there are people are on Facebook. If people didn't know, we, we broadcast live on Facebook and stuff like that, and they can comment, and we kind of call them out. But you know what? We should save these questions for Blue Epiphany. There you go. So uh, we're excited about having those guys in around 10 o'clock. But uh, it is 9-11 right now, and uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about our 24-hour news test. Two hours. I did CNN. Just because it was the, that was just one thing I was interested. Just to actually see how fake news it is. And what's amazing to me is, I uh, saw a couple of the Anthony Bourdain shows, No Reservations, with my fiance, and it's on CNN. He made a bunch of comments about it, and I go, "Is this on? Is this show? Because I had no idea what show, like what station it was on. So that was really interesting. When did they plug that in? When it's like twenty four hour news? Well, it's like when at the same time MTV stopped playing music twenty four seven. But like, when do they? When was that show usually on? Because I feel like you don't want to take away peak times when there's like breaking news. Well, that's when they, that's why they brought out headline news to to because people they they find that points uh, maybe like in two a.m. Well, no, no points in the evening when people want to watch local news, so they tune out of you know six or seven o'clock at night. They'd oh, tune out of international news. So how many times do you think that show was interrupted? 
Because I mean, very is C- rare. so help me out here. CNN is news, right? Like it, that network is like cable it, news network. Okay, so it is news. So they produced shows like Discovery does or whatever, and it's just off hours. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm trying to understand. I didn't get that. You'll see mornings Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com. We will be right back. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out ourlonestar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your questions. Get seen on TV, YouTube, and heard on our podcast, FM, and internet radio. Support your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, Zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. No, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I know you do. I'm always right. Always right. Welcome Dickens. back. Morris Lone Star 916 here on Dickens Lone Star agreeable. Community Radio, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, broadcasting live on Facebook and YouTube. So feel free to join us there and write in. Uh, you know what, Brett? If I was sitting there tasting 30 wines in one sitting, I understand spitting out, but like, what do you clean? What do you cleanse your palate with? That's 30 different wines. A, so you're trying to detect. a water table, a, uh, a cracker. A special kind of cracker. I don't know if I want to hone my senses that well. But maybe I could. No. Because we know you know what we are going to have. And I, didn't, I don't know if I told you about this. What? We have a dude who distributes root beer in uh, specialty sodas. And so he dropped off 
a six pack of a variety of sodas, and I am going to we're gonna have a tasting. Ooh! And when you say we, I hope I'm in on yeah, this. Yeah, I'm okay. trying to get in. I, you know what? I've been actually doing stuff outside this the show. No. And I know you've been sitting in heat in your sauna house, <laughs> but you know I'm trying to get people in, interesting people. You're doing awesome work on that. We got some yeah, great guests lined up. That's for sure. And so, and I always like freebies. And uh, <laughs> but but the the sodas. I think he he. We have an orange soda. We have a grapefruits or grape soda, and then we have a root beer. So I'll bring that up. Uh, we'll talk more about that business and the distri- distribution company, all that stuff, when uh, they decide when to come in. I think he was kind of scared because he wanted us to test it first, and then he would book a time with us. I was like, just book a time. Who cares? Well, well yeah. Well, we're not going to ambush him, are we? No. We didn't ambush AAA when we Well, what's interesting on. is I, growing up, I had a huge dislike for root beer. Really? Yeah, like, and it, but also I think it's one of those things where it's like sweet pickle, dill pickle, because you know when you're trying to eat a dill pickle, but someone gives you a sweet pickle and like you expect that uh, salty, okay, and I you're like, it. ugh, this dill pickles have gone bad, and <laughs> it's a sweet pickle, and I like ever since then I like I hate sweet pickles because I want like if I had a choice if it came down to a soda pop or something I would not choose that ever like a hundred percent ever, but now maybe as I get older. My senses change, and after drinking 30 different wines and spinning them out, maybe I should try a root beer. Try the root beer. So, Especially with some uh, bluebell ice cream in it. Make yourself a little root beer float. Well, see, that's even funnier because when I went to summer camp, at the end, we weren't allowed sweets at summer camp. And at the end, we would all be, you know, for a celebration of the camp life, we would do a root beer float. And I, ne- I always gave mine away because I just couldn't do root beer. I was like, I don't want this. And they, what's, what's horrible is they wouldn't let me separate them. They would pre-make, you know, hundreds of these, you know, styrofoam root beer floats. So you had to take one. You couldn't say, can I just get the ice cream, please? You couldn't do it. And then uh, I learned later how to how to manage my way to get just ice cream. But it's just, <laughs> it's just one of those things. It's just, there's a lot of history behind the root beer and, and the dick. But uh, Okay, uh, listener Misty <laughs> Sorry, comments are coming in already. But listener Misty says there's a place in Kingwood that sells all kinds of soda, like bacon soda and avocado soda. Hum. I'll try that. And no, it wasn't a fat camp, Brett. No, it was just it was a cowboy camp, and they were kind of— It was nerd camp. There was zero AC, zero sweets. It was just you and the outdoors. But I got to do a lot of fun stuff there. I learned a lot about horses, and I got to— I basically know how to saddle my own horse now. I could do it my, with my eyes closed. And then I did horseshoe a couple horses. And then I didn't get to – they wouldn't let me brand anything. That was kind of like – I was like, can I just brand something? Can I, can I hold this white hot poker so, here? No, they wouldn't let me brand anything. But we did get to inoculate some goats and things like that. We did the, the normal rodeo stuff, which was fun. And then um, the at the end of camp, you guys put on the show, uh, like the little community production of Equus. Maybe. No, we never. Well, actually, there was zero Animal theater. Farm. There was actually zero theater. It was mainly outdoor stuff where we did canoe trips and we uh, flame cut it. We also did some welding, and then. Can you imagine a summer camp with horses if they decided to put on a production of Equus? That would just be horrible. Oh, if you don't know Equus, it's a no. very messed up play about a guy who <clears throat> falls in love with a horse. And we'll oh, leave, we'll leave well, it I like that. I fell in love with several horses. <laughs> yeah. Not not like is it a Ari metaphor? Is it a metaphor play? 
Uh, no, it's about a guy with a. <laughs> it's about a guy with a horse who has. Well, hey, let's let's talk about our twenty four hour news cycle. So, if folks didn't know, uh, a man went into a. Is it in in Indianapolis? Annapolis, where, Maryland. Uh-huh. That's where yeah. the U.S. Naval Academy is. So he went in and started shooting some folks horribly. And it was a horrible tragedy. But uh, he was targeting certain people. Five I watched killed, five CNN injured. while it was going on, mm-hmm. and it was interesting. The one thing I I as watching CNN as an overall deal. What was scary about it is I wondered who the one was whispering in the ear, because I always imagined the talking heads had an earpiece. And they it's have, called an IFB. They have, and a, the they have executive a direction. Producer. Yeah, the executive producer will, will be feeding up. What they'll do is they'll, they'll have a team like on uh, Google or something, and they'll be whispering in saying, okay, so this this person uh, was shot at three years ago. Oh, so three years ago, you know, they'll do that. And that's why it takes special so talent my, to be a news I'd reporter. Be, I would be interested to interview one of those folks to say, how much is it your input? Because the way they were reporting, it was fast. Because they were trying to, like, you could clearly tell they were, they were trying mm-hmm. to figure out where, where this was going, the story was. They had people on the ground. They had people calling in, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I wonder how much of during, like, a panic time like that is up to a CNN reporter on the TV at the station. Like, I'm going to call my good friend Mike O'Neill. For many years, he was executive producer both at Channel 13 and Channel 11. Well, yeah. see, local news, I think it's more flexibility. I'm talking like, I, I imagine CNN, there's only like 12 reporters there that get paid the big bucks. And I, I want to know what they do. Well, they use a ton of stringers for the local stuff. You know, they, if they can't send out one of their big talents to, say, Annapolis, they'll get their, their local stringer. Yeah, to but Annapolis. I'm, I'm get talking about their freedom of choosing what to say on the air when it comes down to this thing. Like, it's literally them just repeating what they're reading. There's a zero like, oh, I'm going to add some flair to it, or I'm going— Oh, no, there, there's a teleprompter that they're That's reading. That's crazy. And if you go off of that, you could be in some trouble. You could indeed. Uh, Brett, just to answer your question about they wouldn't hand me a hot branding iron, I think it was something about uh, animal stuff. I don't really know. It was one of those—I uh, think because there, there was a livestock agent and things like that, and it was kind of like it to be— in the public side, I don't think you're allowed to let you know young men unless they're like family or part of the part of that. That'll do, Dick. That'll do. So and uh, but plasma torch. Oh yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Oh lord, it's like putting a power tool in my hands. Just someone's getting injured, me or someone else. It's just it's well, inevitable. not really. There was always like right behind you. There was a there was an adult. And it was only it was one on one classes. Well, if there was an adult behind me with me holding a power tool, then that adult would be the one who would get injured. So. What would you do? Turn around with a loaded gun? I'm all just time? I'm I'm like, bad I, with 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 power things. Bad things happen. I'm mechanically declined. Okay, but no, that was the one thing I was interested in about the the CNN production because I I do like production a lot. I like looking at how they how do they sweat segue and all that kind of stuff. And that's what made me question about Anthony Bourdain because I was like, when do they fit this stuff in there? Because I feel like that'd be like a three a.m. slot because that's when no one's watching TV or looking for the news. They're just looking for, you know something to watch mm-hmm. but uh overall i would say the thing that i would be scared of besides wondering what this guy's or who's who's writing the teleprompter stuff is you know the credibility i feel like it's always gonna be an uphill battle as a journalist when you're doing it that way because someone's telling what this person you're relying do. on that per yeah and so that's me i was like all right so long term there's always going to be that one guy who has a bad day or you know doesn't want and then it might not reflect what the face is really meaning or what he's thinking 
So they, if anything, that'd be a good biography to read. Is one now, of those. most anchors tend to write their own scripts for that very purpose. Well, for the report, though. This wasn't a report. Yeah, now if there's a breaking news That's what I was thing. saying. Like, I wonder how that, was, how that gets handled because really you're just like – you're a marathon runner at that time, just reading a teleprompter for the next eight hours because that's how that news has to be there. Do you think they have showers at CNN? Oh yeah, interesting. Absolutely, everyone's got six chains. So you clothing. watched several different ones, right? Yeah, I kind of flipped through between Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, uh, just just kind of rotating through from time to time. Uh, of course, the the main story was this one thing. I uh, this shooting, this horrible shooting. One thing I noticed is ironically, all the outlets that I'm talking about, I'm talking from conservative to liberal and everything in between, most of them tended to be withholding judgment or not speculating as they've been wont to do lately uh, or, or just coming up with facts and figures to promote an agenda on either side. And that's the thing I'm just getting tired of. And it was, and same thing with Facebook. Facebook was eerily quiet about this because I believe... A lot of people are waiting to see. We, we don't know about this person, what his motives were. And so I don't think there's a news outlet willing to take a chance on saying something like, you know, this is Trump's America or, or anything. I'm not trying to go one, one side or the other, but say something to promote their particular agenda and then find out that this shooter does not fit the criteria for it. Well, I think also with the sensitive, sensitive subject of it being a news journalist area, I think that was something that they had to make sure— and there was, again, you're absolutely right, hand-in-hand hand with that was a certain amount of respect because it was their industry. And it makes sense. The entertainment industry, they tend to look out for their own first. So if somebody's falsely accused, you know, there's support by, by their like their like-minded people. If they're uh, going down in flames, everyone will, will band up against them like the Weinsteins of the world. So it's natural that within your industry, you protect each other or you have that click. So I did notice a lot with the restraint of supposition or or speculation or agenda. There was also a sense of this is one of ours. These were some of our people because this is well. Look how they the well, look, look how they handle that. What's that Today Show guy, Matt Lauer? Matt Lauer. Like if you look at the reporting on that, and it was like there was even like a an instance where it first came in. That live on today, the lady, you can see she gets the report in her. Little yeah, they were ear. told literally thirty seconds before they went on the air. Yeah, so it's just kind of like, all right, how do we control this? How do we present it in a positive way? That's a negative story and stuff like that. But you can't commit to that because if it turns out that you know, and we have photos of him with goats, you know, where there's you can't show that support. So as we find out more about do this, you think idiot, there's a procedure for these national news networks to go through a shooting? Do you think there's actually like protocols and things? Like, uh, uh, like Bob, a, we have a number, like a strategy. We have a code purple and yeah, like they, they, the, they literally have a book, but maybe it's just an understood. Maybe it's not written down. But like, how do we present this every single time? Because I would say there's been a handful of examples of how they reported on things and then they how they follow up. Because there's really there's rarely any follow up. The greatest example was the Las Vegas deal. Because to me, that was just so bizarre. But no one ever followed up with it really, unless I'm just not paying attention to the right news sources well we're a very squirrel society so squirrel okay well, but yeah. here's the thing because overall though i would say i'm never doing that again because i feel like i didn't walk away with anything mm -hmm. and it really wasn't that 
and I guess it was a bad example because of the, because, the current well, updates. Everyone but. was was talking about the same story, and because there was a lack of, you know, the guy wasn't yelling out. Well, again, um, like the pr- production side of that stuff is always hilarious to me because you know that one person's trying on the back, probably has three cell phones and like two landlines calling people, like, all right, we need to get you on there. We need to get you on there. We need to get you on there. And then you're like, all right, we got them five minutes, six minutes, 12 minutes. All right, cool. Woo, woo, woo. Like trying to organize that. Whose job is that? Because. You know, I'd like to. The executive producer if they oversees have time, it. If they have time, get him, give him a drink. Watch. Uh, uh, it was an HBO series. I think it's on Hulu now or Amazon Prime. It's called The Newsroom. It was Nuren Sorkin show. And he did it after West Wing and after Studio 60. And it's got Jeff Daniels actually playing a really good role as a news anchor in this, like a yeah. kind of a CNN kind of show. And it's the ba- behind the scenes and on air aspects of it and it's very fascinating i've always loved aaron sorkin shows just to begin with but this one very even-handed uh these guys are are caught uh, this news program gets set up uh run basically runs a big honk and fake news story because they didn't properly vet it they were just so excited to, to get it that it almost takes the whole network down in flames and there's fallout from it it's really good uh but you get to see the interaction between the anchor and his or her producer who on the headset and that producer is talking nonstop. So the anchor has to process what's being said, find a way to verbalize it well, what's and in, not. Well, what's interesting so, about that, because, you know, like the telephone game or whatever, you look at other countries, how they handle their their national news, because from what I understand, you can correct me, the United Kingdom has government news, right? Like mm-hmm. the BBC is operated and funded by the government, right? Yes. All the BBCs. There's yes. not one BBC. No, that's... British Broadcasting, no, they are all government. In fact, you pay for it with your TV taxes. <laughs> okay, so with that in mind, that means somebody is the on-air personality and they have fun, but then there's also the government affiliation person who works at the government and they they like just okay everything. And like, how do they get supervised? Are they supervised or are they instructed? I'm trying to understand, like you know, the telephone game where you're like you're going. There's a producer. There's mm-hmm. so is there is there somebody who works directly with the government? Like these are the stories we're going to publish. Do you want me to publish these, or is it more of here publish these stories? Do you think? Ooh, does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. It's because uh, I, I think I, depending on the outlet, the relationship with with because they don't they don't they don't want to get government approval. Well, see, I imagine here it's the other way around where they have a bunch of stories and they go, can we run these stories? And then – because there's always there's always a good story, but there's not enough either, either like evidence or like what are sources, and they don't want to jump the gun. But I imagine like in the United Kingdom, they go, here, here's your stories. Pick one. No, um, I really don't think the government intruded like, – Do all- they have journalists? journalism and i'm just wondering i don't know yeah absolutely now don't forget you know there's no bill of rights in england they don't have a constitution like we do so there are different laws so, in but different do, aspects but if say i'm a journalist and i go to you know top u.s school for journalism could i go work for the bbc mm-hmm. okay yeah bbc employees aren't necessarily government employees they're not no really it's, it's like civil servants almost but or the bbc contracts out Okay. So the entity is owned is funded I by the what government. that looks like on paper, like what their do's and don'ts. And whoever's gotten in trouble for it. Oh, that would be that'd be good to, to check into. Well, cuz that's one thing like I said watching the CNN thing, you're looking at a production that's live, 
they're going and they can't slip so there's a well-oiled machine there with the people working there and the trust they have inside their circle but then again like you always wondered who's the one typing everything who's the one overlooking the whole deal because somebody is well that's the, your president of the news division like uh andrew lack i think is this no not andrew lack uh the president of news division at nbc Andrew but something. he's not there every day. No, but he's the one that's, that they're staggered. He still has his job because he's the one that uh, is overseeing the Lauer affair and everything else. Okay. And and so many things are happening with NBC in particular right now that people are like, why does he still have a job? By now, he should have been fired. Maybe he knows where Bobby yeah. is. I'm just interested in that kind of stuff. It'd be cool to talk to somebody who you know does it for a living. Because mm-hmm. we have the Courier, and they have the editors. I know a couple of those folks, but... I mean, I think they still have the freedom of choosing their stories, and then they kind of work with. Yeah, them. the the editor and the publisher work together to say, okay, this is and there's like, this is front page and news. And then there's the, the normal bundle. stuff, like, mm-hmm. oh, what's the you know what is the commissioner's court? What's going on there? Because they did have a bunch of opinion kind of pieces. It seemed like the headlines read like an opinion piece, and that'd be interesting to like. For example, Catherine Dominguez writes a lot. She's like one of the main mm-hmm. local writers here, and she always gets the juicy stories. We need to get her in. Do you know her? I do. Let's get her in because I'm interested in the procedure of that. Boom. All right, cool. We're good. Let's go to a break. <laughs> We're going to break now. Mornings on Lone Star. Stick around. We will be back. Keep the conversation going on the air and off. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available in Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast. Create your first YouTube channel. And be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. What is homelessness? Have you seen parents struggle to find a job without having transportation or childcare? What about the children sleeping in cars with nothing to eat? Families shouldn't have to struggle to survive and children should not be homeless. Family Promise of Montgomery County serves the needs of homeless families and their children. Learn about ways you can help and learn about partnership opportunities 
at www.familypromiseofmc.org or call our day center at 936-441-8778. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star. Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Brought to you by... Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, your morning radio show. It is Friday. Interesting stuff going on. We were just talking about uh, Sean and I challenged each other to watch two hours of big news. 24-hour news. news. Channels. And, uh, yeah, there we go. And it was, uh, like I said, it, I think because of the, the story, if we were to watch it on a day where that story hadn't happened, I think we'd have different responses. Yeah, well, maybe we can return to that concept. But, there we go. again, it's kind of strange to me that where people get their news and i always i always felt local news was better than world news because well local news not only obviously are the local stories but the producers the executive producers the the station president the the anchors they know what matters to the local audiences which is me exactly so they're not gonna i'm very important you know texans for the most part don't care about corn prices for instance so someone in the midwest those stories would be big if there's a bumper crop or or you know aphids destroy the it would get lesser play on on local news than elsewhere the national news but something that would hit us immigration something like that uh hurricane preparedness storm preparedness that would hit us more than someone say in in nebraska i agree brett those bread he's just talking trash all right, let's go on to some interesting headlines, if you don't mind, because <laughs> we got we got about twenty minutes until Blue Epiphany comes in to talk about their Fourth of July event. Okay, uh, I'm going to talk with my hands now. Hold yeah. on, do we have that that sensor blurry thing that they use on cops? Because now I, I, another thing, I, this is one one uh, Washington Post put an article out called "America's Cheese Stockpile Has Just Hit an All Time High." So I'm not really sure how people keep track of the cheese stockpile, because I imagine like because we have you know we have uh, borders down the road. Okay. Did you know that we have our distribution borders like right by the Lone Star Convention Center? And oh, I, don't, right. I don't know if they just do milk there or what's going on. Oh, Borden's. Borden's. Yeah. What did I say? Borders. Oh, I'm sorry. Borders was a bookstore. I apologize, but uh, but yeah, if you see a lot of trucks around here that have the cow face, Elsie. Yeah, that's Elsie's. That's the because they're right there, and I don't really know how you keep track of that much cheese. Because doesn't cheese take a long time to make? Sometimes like real grilled cheese. Real cheese. Not American. Not American. Petroleum-based, it's not cheese, people. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it does. So maybe, well. Is that because they're not selling it, or is that because they're anticipating a large purchase or more purchase of cheese in the coming months? Like, how do you stockpile cheese? Is that because you're not shipping it, or is it because you're anticipating, like? Well, when you're stockpiling, that tends to mean that you're you're preparing for okay. uh, an outlay of it down the line. I'm going to stockpile 
money or, or bullets or something in preparation for the zombie apocalypse. So it's not like they're, well, first off, it's really hard for cheese to go bad. So, you know, stockpiling it not yeah. so bad. And if there's a, if there's a horrendous surplus, then that's where it can be, you know, donated because basically everyone's been paid to produce the cheese, the dairy farmers yeah. and, and the processors. That's weird to me. Yeah. I wonder well, what know, like the big cheese eating months are. Do you think this is like, cause when you go to restaurants and stuff, most restaurants add a price for cheese, mm -hmm. like two bucks. That's why I bring my own. Do you really? No. Oh, <laughs> I've been, I've been tempted to from time to time. Well, because, and that's something, again, like, I've been watching this, that Anthony Bourdain show with Holly, and I always ask her, I was like, can you imagine being these restaurants this guy goes to? Because they order such a variety of stuff, especially, like, when he has cheese involved. It's like, imagine purchase ordering that week in, week out. Like, that's expensive stuff. And, you know, there's such a, like, they have, like, six different meats with one meal. And so I'm like, so that means that restaurant has to have that many meat. Like, what's their refrigerator? Like, how do they do all that? And now, now I know they stockpile a bunch of cheese. Right. And of course, um, you know, uh, Brett, Brett raises, you know, stockpile. It's what the government buys to support the dairy industry. There's a lot of support, and um, uh, I've lost the other word, um, where they help fund it. Oh lordy, I've, I've lost the word. But also, it could be distribution for the poor, and and just getting ready for. Uh, the big cheese eating month, which I would presume would be September. Okay, just because I said it. I, mean, I just don't know. I just I like cheese a lot. I'm not gonna lie about that. But well, cheddar makes it better. All right, that's pretty fun. I thought that was kind of interesting. What, what, what that really meant? Like, what can the tea leaves tell us when <laughs> we have so much cheese? Do you think there actually is something like that? Yes, I do. Do you think this has to do with, like, tariffs and stuff? No, I, I don't. Uh, the tariffs are for aluminum, steel, things that— Yeah, that, but, I mean, they might be stuff. smelling something coming up the, the smoke pipe. Nah. I, I think we, I, you know, there's always going to be a cheese stockpile. Okay. Well, you know what we were talking about that, uh, because Misty gave us a great link yesterday about the protests. Well, apparently they arrested 575 people there. Mm. So I did have that. I want to hold that question for an, the officers who were— coming in about blue epiphany and just ask them how do you arrest 575 people in one sitting like do you just have trucks and you just load them into the trucks like get them out of here because like throw them in the paddy wagon well no i've seen that on sixth street that to me was alarming when i first saw that where like they literally have a, a drunk tank just sitting there and i go i feel sorry for the first guy who gets arrested because basically he's in there until they can justify the gas to, send, to ship them, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, and he's gonna get crushed to the back. It's like being the first person in an elevator. Well, it's like a lot how of people well, come on. Imagine being drunk at like 8 p.m. Well, you're probably gonna be here till about midnight, and you're gonna be <laughs> completely sober, and now you're still going to jail. So, and he drank all that sulfate wine, and so he's gonna have a huge headache. But yeah, I wonder how they got 575 people just like processed and put in. How long? That has to take like two days. That has to take two days. I would believe so. That, that's a good question. Because there's probably a number on like how fast they process people, right? Like mm -hmm. kind of like how they change the tires on NASCAR cars and stuff. Like, let's see how fast we can get this through without any air. But that's the thing, because for inebriation, you know, either a field test, blood test, well, I mean, this breath is, test. I'm talking about be... the protesters, because they're all in the one area, mm -hmm. and they go, "All right, all these people." Well, so, round again, them up. This was a apparently for the most part a peaceful protest in the sense that there wasn't a riot so they had to like tackle 
handcuffed. Well, if you're arrested, that means you're processed, right? Am I wrong, or is that just you're just detained and you're on de- the curb? You're detained, and it depends how quickly you can get out. Do I write your name down if I arrest you? Eventually, sometimes you know, you know. Let's say if I'm if I'm being arrested for something horrendous, they're not gonna. Hey, and what's your name? Because I'm gonna say uh, yeah. Dick Schisler. And it's going to take them a while to figure out the... Well, what's the definition of being arrested? Because I imagine that's being processed and, did, like, you're put into a cell for holding or... No, 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 because I can be arrested and never make it out of the back of the cop car. And even get but they the don't... Cop car. Okay. So these people probably weren't even processed then. Probably not. It'd probably just arrest them to stop the situation. Uh, those who would resist or something would find themselves being put in the system. And being put in the system can take up to two or three days to where... Uh, you know, to be found uh, just because someone's arrested. Once they're in the system, that's where grief happens trying to get them out post bail or to get the charges dropped or to say, hey, look, he's my buddy, whatever. So most of these 500 some odd people. Man, look how much trash these people have produced. That's crazy. Who, who's who's they? I'm just looking at pictures of the protests and there's just, there's just a lot of trash. I'm just looking. Oh, okay. I'm interested. Yeah, but so most of them were just like arrested. So Brett, yeah, for... Brett, you're probably right. I'm just I'm just interested in the paperwork. You know, just that one that one poor soul back at the station. Wait a second, 575 people <laughs> in your dreams. And then of course they use that for the political stuff. We need a larger jail or privatized jails. That was that, so. was, that was the one for a while there. But any famous people get arrested? Because I feel like that's such a because that, that this was planned right this wasn't just impromptu hey they're protesting let's go over there it's more of like hey let's fly over to portland and no this, this was somewhat impromptu because again portland is not a hotbed of immigration but it's a that's what, liberal that, well that's what you have area so boots on the ground kind like, of stuff. Yeah, exactly they had the people already there it's like seattle hey we need 500 uh granola eaters to protest GMOs in our food. Well, by golly, and you can find them in Portland, not no problem. In Conroe, probably not so much. We like our GMOs. Okay. All right. I just thought that was pretty interesting. Very interesting. Well, you're listening to Lone Star Community Radio. We're just kind of going around headlines and everything right now, but we got Blue Epiphany uh, Vineyard coming in. Or is it Vineyard? Vineyard. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad I have you here. But we're going to have them in around 10 o'clock, talk about the 4th of July event. There's a lot of stuff going on this weekend for 4th of July, and also stuff on the 4th. That's a Wednesday. So uh, stay tuned. We are brought to you by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Uh, when we come back, we're going to you know just keep talking. If you have some comments or questions, visit us on Facebook Live, YouTube yeah, Live, and we stuff we got some like local that. stuff to talk about. So... Um, are you serious, Brett? You can track progressive protests by co- by cost of post-event maintenance? I agree with that. I mean, I can't imagine what a parade's like when you just have to clean up. Especially like Houston had that parade for the Astros, and there's just beer everywhere. Like, mm. man, can't get over that. But we'll be right back here on Lone Star Community Radio. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936 266 
1-800-926-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 936- Six four seven three seven seven six. We have the safest food supply in the world. Strict laws and regulations restrict the usage of hormones, antibiotics, and pesticides within our food supply. Production agriculture practices and technologies such as the use of GMOs, which is not any more or less risky than conventional crop production, has allowed American farmers to produce more food on less acres in environmentally sound ways. Find out more online at pathtoplate.tamu.edu. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make lives better. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app for your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That is Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. Path to the Plate is a research-based education program that helps consumers understand how their food choices impact their health by making the connection to agriculture, learning about how food is grown and produced, and how consumers can make better food choices for themselves and their families. Path to the Plate is all about dispelling myths and misconceptions. Find out more online at pathtotheplate.tamu.edu. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. All right, welcome back. Mornings with Lone Star. What's so funny? Brett. You can't. Brett's on a roll today, uh, yeah. my friend. We're well, an easy target, man, because y'all know each other. Yeah. He, he, yeah, we, he we're on Facebook well. Live, YouTube Live, and of course, IRLoneStar.com and Connor's FM 104.5, 106.1. We are back. It is 9.51, and we're going to have, we're going to talk a little Blue Epiphany 4th of July event at the Blue Epiphany Vineyard. I, I always want to say Vineyard, though. I don't know you why. can say it. No one's gonna, I'm just going to snicker I mean, behind your back. Want, it just wants to get out. It just wants it's, to get out, but it's the wrong way. Embrace it, Dick. Just embrace it. Okay. But uh, those of you uh, who are watching us on the screen, you know who you are. You'll note that uh, someone has joined us. This is Chris from Blue Epiphany Vineyards. And <clears throat> we'll start the official interview 
at uh, 10 o'clock at the top of the hour, but we've invited him to just kind of pop in on the conversation if he wants to. So we've been talking about some stuff. Now, this is something interesting. Going back to the uh, the 24-hour news things, Yeah, there was a Reuters reporter, and which is really surprising because Reuters is one of those so international. They reach like over a billion people a day. Now, is it like Getty Images where they don't really have employees? They just have contractors? No, they have employees, and one of their employees did a flat out you know this is blood on the for the uh the, the shooting at the gazette okay so trump this is on your hands okay and so he put out this tweet about it and then he's he's under a lot of pressure from reuters that he's probably gonna get disciplined hard because they said this is not what we do he had to retract it because it found out that this guy's motives predated trump by far and and he's so now he's saying he was mentally I'm trying to find out the actual phrase he used. Oh, Twitter, uh, oh. Twitter got him again. <clears throat> here, here we go. Uh, his name uh, uh, was uh, blah blah blah. Like Ed, uh, Rob Cox. Do you think people just not like who who's in a position where you can get fired over a tweet just shouldn't tweet? One would think his tweet was quote This is what happens when. What job could you have that you couldn't get fired over a tweet? Yeah, I guess if you're on your own boss, right? There you go. Okay. Well, I mean, Donald, but if Trump, I Donald Trump hasn't gotten fired. <laughs> <laughs> but he hasn't, he hasn't, has he tweeted uh, anything that's fireable? I don't know. I'm just. I would just... think the presidency is employment at will. Okay. okay. But yeah, the, this guy just calls okay, out so the president. Explain this to me. Like the AP News, that's like a network, right? Those folks provide, like, for example, the Courier here, they run articles from AP yeah, News. Yeah, you have AP, UPI, is it, Reuters. Is that like a subscription three. thing where, like, the Courier pays no, AP it, for no, that? No, no, those are wire services. So okay. basically AP, in the old days, they're called wire services because they go out over the wire over telex. Because, you know, the Courier can't send people to Portland to watch right. 575 people get arrested. Right. <clears throat> so you have I actually would like to watch that, by the way. You would like to see that? You don't Ro- think that would be entertaining? You're just sitting up, you know, you're sitting up at like one of the local high rises, just like, look at these people. They're just getting arrested. <laughs> Take pictures. But Reuters is one of the top three. You got AP, Associated Press, UPI, okay. United Press uh, Industries, I believe, and then Reuters. Re- uh, Reuters hits a lot of people. I, be- I believe it's European based. And they're supposed to be. The beacon of the news. The beacon of ethics. Yeah. And so the for someone to just flat out, not, not only. Lay what blame on someone. There's always going to be some individual who gets fired up. But this about was this. this was the editor of breaking news at Reuters. This is not just some some little stringer who's like you know, in Peoria saying, "Oh, and this is the president." You know, you know the HR person's like, "Man, just don't tweet, please. Like, just get off Twitter because we can't deny this now. Well, it's on Twitter, one one tweet tweet sunk him, and then he sent four after that to to say, you know, uh, I. Oh, now we're reading. I tweets. was mentally. Uh, just mentally unbalanced as a result of this the shooting, and so I blamed it on on the president. It never should have happened to begin with. And we were talking about this earlier that I, I found it refreshing that the news outlets, what we were watching yesterday, were reserving judgment because of that. No one knew if this what this yeah, guy's beef was. So no one. Like did. I said, I thought like I think there's like a strategy to it, and it's like maybe this is something that. But there's one idiot going. who's got to just make it personal, and what that does is demeans and lessens the fourth estate even more now that people are, are they're they're giving up uh as a a national poll came out and I was going to talk about this yesterday 
about uh, do you think the, the question was, do you think that uh, major news outlets knowingly put out false or misleading news um, on purpose, you know, knowingly do it? 93% of Republicans said yes, and 78, I believe, 73 or 78% of Americans believe so. Even Democrats, over 50%, more than 50% believed it, that news outlets, the major ones, are putting out Fall, and I don't want to say fake news to, to fall in the soundbite, but false, misleading, agenda-driven news without not fulfilling their requirements as journalists to do an objective approach to the news. So when even your well, own probably, base— they've probably just gotten worse at it. They're just so good like 40 years ago by feeding us that stuff. But now they're just— But when your own base says—the majority of your own base says, yeah, you guys are doing it. Uh, every, so every time something like this comes down, people are just, I think, getting sick of hearing it on both sides. Um well, Chris, how about you? Do you pay attention at all to like any news like sources? What's the way you get your news? You know, I think. You want to bring the mic to you? Yeah, you want to get like right up. There, there you go. Is that better? Yeah. I think you know, as with most Americans nowadays, I get most of my news from social media. It's um, now when you say social media, like friends forwarding a link exactly, or yeah. you know, you know, forwarding a link on Facebook or whatever it is. But I, I try to, I try to stay out of the. News channels, if you will. I don't know. Uh, I don't follow too much of it anymore, especially since. Well, it's I, hard because it's on TV, and like, I, who has yeah, time for that? Yeah, and I got out of law enforcement. There was, uh, you know, I mean, if you've turned the news on at all in the last three years, law enforcement has gotten such a negative. Um, well, that's why I, we were talking about local news. Like, that's to me, if I had to dedicate my time, I don't mind watching local news because typically. It's just they ha they have their procedure, they have their thirty minutes or an hour, and it's like local stuff, and it's never more slanted or more opinionated on stuff. Yeah, I agree with that. Because I haven't really seen their procedures of big news go down to local news. Have you? I mean, I have not seen anything really like that where they they do reporting similar to like a, a Fox News or MSNBC and things like that. I think they're too worried about not making money, so they have to be. <laughs> kind of be general to everybody yeah, i've seen a lot of videos come across social media here lately where you know that shows a lot of local news channels and they're all scripted the same way yeah it shows a hundred news you know channels and they're all have the same script so i think it is being fed from somewhere oh yeah you got you got your your front office doing that and you have the people that own the uh yeah i thought i felt i was a little loud there People that own the, the the network saying, you know, we this is we want these talking points. <clears throat> so I did see that. I'm not Breitbart. Who's the other one? Um, the conservative one where they had like 50 stations all saying the same thing because the the reporters the anchors were fed a script from the home office. But then again, on any given day on CNN, you know, you can get a string of the talking point, a cabal, a cabal, a cabal. They, yeah. they all say the same thing. Right. So it's, it's ubiquitous. Well, like, it crosses party I lines. used to get my news from the front page of the Wall Street Journal. They usually have a thing to the left column of the front page. It's just like quick two-sentence things. And if you want to know more information, you can go. But it was more statements, not, you know, like all hell is breaking loose over in Portland. 575 people were arrested. Nothing like that. It was just saying 575 people, protesters were arrested. That's it. But especially I, I acknowledge that, Chris, about the police deal because that kind of stuff is scary because it's always like 50-50. You never know the true story, especially being – I have two family members who are officers and one one's an uh, officer for over 40 years. And I, so it's like those things have changed for the perception of an officer. And it, it, 
it's something that I wish there was more follow-up in today's news. But too bad there's not because there's always a new story to report. But, uh, but yeah. Drudge is a, and I agree with Brett on this one, um, a, a lot of the headlines I try to pick up for the show come from Drudge because they are from literally everybody. So you can kind of pick and choose uh, or, or call through. And Drudge is itself just as an outlet, is a repository saying this is the news that is out there. And so you'll have the same story but told from three or four or five different sources. Right. Doesn't he get paid for that, though? Matt Drudge? Yeah, that's how he makes his bit. Like, he gets paid on referrals. Could be. I mean, that's how else does he make money? Well, probably with ads or just the simple fact that so many people, millions of people hit his website a day. Yeah. So it's probably, he probably gets paid to put your link on there. No, I, I, no, uh, it's, I, I don't believe so. I'll look into that, but I don't believe Drudge, uh, you pay a fee to make sure your story I mean, I gets on. Well, how does it make money? Oh, there are ads. There are? I thought it was just links. No, they have ads. I think there are ads. You're talking about the Drudge Report. Yeah, yeah. I never actually. I've seen it before in his very simple layout, and I was like, I like that because you get it, just the headline. But I didn't know there's really big ads. But uh, but okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, all right. It's like think about it. you get the, this YouTube yeah, idiot. Yeah, there's, there's an ad at the top. Yeah, the you get these YouTube idiots that you know get 10 million followers to watch something like watch me eat Tide, and they just have a little 10 second overstock.com commercial at the beginning to pay for it, and they make millions. Okay, well, you know what? Cool deal. You know, we're going to take a quick break and transfer over to Blue Epiphany Vineyard. Happening 4th of July event. That's going to be a lot of fun to learn more about that. And I also want to learn about tasting wines and who spits it out and who doesn't spit it out. I'm interested in that. And I actually did challenge. I said, I'm going to try wine because I'm not a big wine drinker. So I'm going to probably get a bottle of wine from you. Good deal. And uh, test that out, see how big my headache is. You listen to Lone Star Community Radio. Mornings with Lone Star. We'll be right back here on uh, IRLoneStar.com. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. From the beginning, the main purpose of the Cooperative Extension Service has been to change human behavior by teaching people how to apply the results of scientific research. By utilizing a holistic, multi-level approach, Extension Family and Community Health Programs encourage health and well-being for everyone. Addressing values, concerns, and needs with reliable science-based information, Extension Programs help people lead healthier lives. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. 
Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1 and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. Welcome back. Channel 5 on Pay the attention dot. to me. Oh, I saw I was multitasking. Uh. I was multitasking. 86 degrees already outside and inside my house until the uh, AC people call me, which mm. had better happen any moment now. You can just stay here, man. It's all right. I will, man. I'll bring a cot. I will do that. I've slept on this floor many times. Oh, I Hold on. Oh, we're, we're selfieing. Okay, go with Dick. Hold on. All the way there. You got the, the arm in there. There we go. Hi. You're listening to Lone Star. IRLoneStar.com worldwide. And Selfie Friday. And Conroe's FM 1045-1061. We're broadcasting live from the Lone Star Community Radio Studios on Facebook and YouTube. Looking at the traffic conditions around Montgomery County, I'm not really seeing any major issues at all. Uh, I haven't seen any accidents or instances, uh, but we'll uh, try to cover that up right at the end of the show, see if there's any updates that might affect your daily drive around Montgomery County. Okay, so now we have Chris from Blue Epiphany Vineyard. Chris Dowell is the, one of the co-owners and general manager of Blue Epiphany. Welcome. And that's, Howdy. And that's blue-epiphany.com, right? right? That's the website, your local vineyard. Where are you guys located? So we are on Bryant Road, uh, which is off of Frazier between 336 and 3083. Really? Yeah. That's right where I live. Really? Let me make sure. Dick's about to become. Yeah, a, I'm, uh, I'm discovering all new do, things. Do you have a, around do you have a tasting room? Because he's going to be there. Okay. We do. Well, I have a I have a fiance who drinks wine, so that's Bring her I, out. I just drop her off there. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna look this but up. But she's this so great. small that you gotta your 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 tasting cups have to be thimbles. Oh yeah. She's like four foot. No, zero. she does inhales. That's <laughs> that's how <laughs> she she does it. So you guys uh, are having a Fourth of July event. We are red, on Fourth of July. Red, white, and blue epiphany. Okay. Fourth of July. There you go. And now, what does that mean? Does that mean you're just open, which is different from other places? So we um, we are celebrating this fine country's independence with um, we've got a couple of I think we have double D's uh, wings food truck out wings and things they have hickory. Do, do wines go with wings? I don't know. Oh yeah. Because isn't because all right. Let me. That'd add, be a white wine I gotta ask some. Well, you can do it. I gotta ask some amateur wine questions here. So was has wine always been known to be paired with food? Or is that something someone discovered? No, it's always been 
paired with food. Always. Yeah. So you like I don't. So when I see someone just drinking a bottle of wine, I'm like you're just doing it halfway, man. You got to eat food with it. Well, I, I I sit down with a bottle of wine sometimes without food. Oh, I'm just, I'm just curious because it's one of the well, because like you know, there's certain bottles of wine that literally go, yeah, you have to have that with this X food. But then there's drinking wine, right? Like there's well, there. I mean, I think you know, I think that there are food options that go okay. better with certain wines. Okay, so. I'm just trying to understand the rules. Yeah. But there probably aren't really rules. Well, there's no well, rules. Yeah. It tends to be is that why you eat cheese? Because like there's a stockpile of yep. cheese. You know about. You heard about that, right? Yep. It's like red wines with yeah. red meat and white wines with white meat. But so, what best goes with Cheetos? With Cheetos? Oh, gross. Well, well think about it. It's the color wise, it's right in the middle there. Yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. I, uh, I, I would say that of our wines. Is it that boxed wine stuff? Is that what goes good? With <laughs> Some of the boxed wine's pretty good. Paul Masson, let's <laughs> unscrew a new bottle. Yeah. Well, why is it boxed? Is it just cheaper? It's just cheaper. cheaper yeah. yeah. So there's no like you could put really fancy wine in a box wine. Well, you could. I mean, those companies are more interested in, in uh, volume rather than okay. really good wine. Well, so. what's Blue Epiphany interested in? Blue we Blue? are a boutique winery that is. Um, we are. We believe that Texas wines can compete globally, and um, we. Uh, You're have, right there, north of H E B. Right yeah, there. Yep, okay. Just north. Man, that's on the way home, man. <laughs> yep. All right. So do you, do you sell it there? We do. Yeah, we and, do a tasting room. We do glass bottle sales there. So okay, and then do you have the the vines there? So we have immature vines on the property. It takes. Um, I mean, I can't imagine how much wine it takes. Well, it takes grapes. three to five years for a for a vineyard really to become mature enough to produce quality wine. So, so you're saying this isn't quality wine? No, no. What I'm saying okay. is okay. nowhere to go. I was but <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was really confused <laughs> exactly. there. I was like, There's nowhere to go. Year, no, so so what we do is we source a lot of our fruit from the Texas High Plains. We do source okay. some of our fruit from Paso I've seen Robles. that, yeah. Like, when I went to Fredericksburg, my cousin, they're very into wine there, and there's a bunch of things. And there was, like, some people grew their own, and some people had, like, a conglomerate where they get the yeah. same, from the same vine. Yeah, there's, a, you know, in, so. in Texas, you have to outsource some of your fruit. Yeah. And the reality of it is we have 16, or just shy of 16 acres over there. Mm -hmm. We could plant every acre of vineyard and not produce as much wine as Conroe would need. So you, you figure you get about five tons of fruit from one acre of vineyard. And obviously you lose some of that in the fermentation mm -hmm. process. So that's cool. See, I mean, I don't I have zero ideas. About <laughs> right. I, I know I've seen people step on it and that's yeah. how like somehow it comes out. That's a thing. Well, if you come over to go see Kiss Me Kate, we had a big old great stomping dance routine happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Women up there, it looked like an I Love Lucy episode because, you know, they were in there stomping on the interesting fake grapes. So right now, uh, you guys are open on, like, a regular schedule, or y'all have, like you say, you had a tasting room, and you had all that good, great stuff. So is that, what are the hours? So we we have later hours than most uh, folks would, would associate with the winery vineyard. We're only closed to the public on Mondays. We're open the rest of the week, Tuesday okay. through Thursday, 11 to 9 p.m., Oh, okay. oh, they open Friday. up in 50, uh, 49 minutes, folks. So yeah. check that out. <laughs> Friday, Saturdays, we're open 11 to 10 p.m. And Sundays, noon to 8. So so am I going to be sticker shocked when I go to this place? Because, like, like, again, I have zero idea about wine. And that's actually probably why I stay away from it. Yeah. Because I don't, I'm not trained enough to. You know appreciate. what you're gonna pay, a, uh, pay so, for, for a like, bottle of beer. Like I know what, like my mom, my mom's favorite wines are around because I buy it for her birthdays and stuff like that. Is like twenty dollars to twenty five dollars. That's yep. her like two favorite wines around that time. And you can go to Specs and get it for you know sixteen on sale or whatever. 
But so what's the sticker price at your place? Is it like range from? So prices, you know, prices differ for our tasting for $12. You do a tasting of all the available wines. Okay. So that's there. And we give you, uh, included in that price is the glass as a souvenir. Okay. We do glass sales as well. Our average glass price is about eight bucks. Uh, And when you say glass, you mean like you get a glass and they fill it. Right. Okay. Rather than the tasting, you can come and just get a glass or a bottle of wine. Okay. Uh, Our bottles average about $28. Okay. Now, do when it and explain this to me because it's similar to art. I feel like where you, sure. the artist puts the price on it. Why are some bottles like five hundred dollars? Well, it, a lot of that has to do with age. The really expensive bottles. When you say age, you mean like whiskey age, like no, twenty no, years. Mean, well, could be thirty. You have a thirty-year-old. Like, I mean, they're they're. they're oh, you can have two hundred. Yeah, they're certainly year old. Does that make it good? Like tasting good? I've, I've had some some old bottles. When I say old, I, fifteen years and. They they do develop some nuances and characteristics yeah. that a lot of people. And some probably, of them turn to vinegar. Yeah, some of them. Exactly yeah, it's almost like vinegar. a roulette thing. You know, I'm gonna pay three million bucks for this bottle of wine. We're gonna uncork it. And- yep. Well, I met a person one time, and that was part of their portfolio, their mm-hmm. financial portfolio, was their wine collection. Yeah. And I thought that was really strange because I go it's like a baseball because I feel collection. like I would be conned. If I'm going to go buy wine, but clearly there's people like you or. Well, the interesting thing to think about, if you have a, an old bottle of wine, even a new bottle of wine, a lot of folks don't realize what goes into a bottle of wine. By the time that wine gets into the bottle, it's been touched by, I mean, it's come off the vine. So you have the farm workers that Mm -hmm. are taking the fruit off the vine. So it's not clean. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Right. Who washed their hands? (laughs) All these people. It's part of the fermenting process. But yeah, I mean, the whole production, I mean, from bottling to corking to. Well, also the, the mixing, because I've, I've done some wine stuff before where they say this is, you know, this uh, precocious little wine is red uh, grape based with hints of hickory and right. pecan and, and pine tar, you know, just really funky stuff that goes into this 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 yeah. uh, recipe, I guess is the best way to phrase it. Yeah, I mean, it's um, not, just, not you just don't take grapes and throw them in and ferment them and you oh, have yeah. wine. You got you to make them interesting, right? Yeah. But some of the ingredients that I think go into wines are, are well, I'd never thought of. Well, I mean, you know, when you make wine, when you ferment wine, you basically take the fruit from the vine. The natural sugars in that grape, when you add yeast, that's what turns into alcohol. Mm-hmm. And so when when you have the aromas or the flavors that you get, some, you know, plum or whatever it is, it's not that that wine was made with plum. It's that the chemical that has that, smell or flavor aroma oh. was was released in the fermentation process oh okay yeah. very interesting yeah. so you're I saying no if idea. i read the ingredients on a bottle of wine i'd be kind of like shocked well yeah well if you think do you even put that on there well not really i mean you would put the alcohol content and the obviously in the states the surgeon general's warning and all of that okay. but, um so I mean, really in wine you have grapes and yeast that's what goes into converting the sugars into alcohol mm-hmm. so wow yeah. I, just, I just assumed that you know what i'm hearing with you know the the hint of this and that that was the actual ingredients yeah, but tree no, bark just, no wow, and a lot yeah. of that you get from you know no tree bark in the wine and there's there's flavor profiles that are released uh depending on what kind of oak barrel you age the wine in oh okay so french oak uh gives off a, a different flavor profile than say american oak would so Chris, let's talk about like the the genesis of of Blue Epiphany because you what, and your partner. What happens if you do those Emberry fruit tablets and you drink wine? 
You ever heard of these things? I have not. Have you not heard? Okay, so I there's a thing you can get. It's called Emberry, and basically it changes your palate for like five minutes. And it's a little pill, and you put it in a dissolve. So, like, if you eat something sweet, it's sour. If you eat something sour, it's sweet. Interesting. And there's different foods you can do, different things. Like, people, like, have taken it and just eaten a lemon hmm. and, like, been not affected by it. I wonder if I'd be able to eat a bell pepper without throwing I'll bring, it. I have some at the house. If you want me to bring some. Bring one. Cause, it, they're fun. Because the, the, they really screw the, with people. I'm so allergic that the smell of a bell pepper can make me nauseous. Okay. So let's, let me take one of these pills and then bring a bell pepper. But it's, but it's all, really, they, they encourage people to do fruit. Because that's how drastically you can tell the difference when you try one of these things. Safe, it's perfectly safe, folks. It's well, not... I was on this thing once that there was a you know the blind taste test where if you plug your nose and you don't see it, your your taste buds can't tell the difference between an, an onion and a strawberry, a slice. Oh, not that. That 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 is probably true. I don't. That's pretty drastic. Is, is that why the smelling? Because you know we we've seen the movies. I've watched Sideways where you, you get the big wine glass and you just stick your nose all the way in and yeah. and snort it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean you. You know, you can tell a lot about the wine not only by taste, but also the aroma of the wine. So, you know, the, the really trained sommeliers that go through and they can tell you the region that the wine came from, uh, just off of just off of the nose. Yeah, and I've seen that happen. It yeah. just, it freaks me out. Oh, this is a <laughs> this is a forty two Cabernet. What? It's red. It's red. That's all I know. That are different. Yeah. yeah. And be pretty accurate. They so can get with, down there. I, I want to know a little bit more about you, uh, Chris, because when I read about y'all in the paper, it was are y'all all retired officers who are involved? So we're not retired. We we just uh, just wanted to do this. left our careers. Um, Wait, what does that mean? Does that mean retired? Well, no, <laughs> we we didn't have the, we didn't. If he's have choosing the, his words carefully. We don't. Okay, push okay, him okay. On. I, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I understand now. Like retired means you're like you're done. Right. You're moved on to the the next part of your life. You did right. not do that. Right. Yeah, we did. We did not have enough time in uh, to qualify for the, retirement, the official, you know, okay, the official okay. title of retirement. Gotcha. So, um, but this, I've always enjoyed wine. Okay. Uh, James, the president of the company, and Jack, uh, both the two founders of Blue Epiphany, have always enjoyed wine. They've been making wine uh, as amateurs for a while, and. Um, just over a glass of red wine and, and watching the documentary some James had this epiphany that we could do this commercially. And, um, after looking for the property and forming the LLC and, and bringing together a, a team that, that, uh, really works well together, the company was born and, um, we have been open now uh, to the public since April 24th. Um, so just about ten weeks now, really. Wow. Uh, yeah, we've and we've got a really fantastic uh, Facebook following. Our social media. Uh, What's marketing. the name of the Facebook page? Or can they just look at Blue Epiphany? Yes, yeah, Blue Epiphany. Okay. Yeah, Blue Epiphany Vineyards. Well, you know, I'm, I'm on your website, and I know wine clubs are a big deal for uh, vineyards. Right. And so you guys have that. We do. And that's a great way to sample year-round your, all your wines. Yeah, we uh, especially if you're here locally, we're not going to ship. It, wine doesn't do good when it's hot. Uh, it almost takes on a cooked uh, mm -hmm. characteristic. That bark, but, that bark taste? Yeah, it, it's worse than bark. Um, but if you're here locally, you can really take advantage of it because we'll have wine pickup parties. As a matter of fact, I think we're going to try and schedule one the end of July. So if you are a member of the wine club, Oh. Uh, we'll we'll schedule something and and uh, you can come out and um, pick up your wine and uh, we'll we'll 
try and do it. Yeah, they made online at the blue hyphen epiphany.com. You can sign up right there and then they'll awesome. you can choose how many bottles. What about local distribution? Are there any local HEBs that might, uh, not not now it, it's mm -hmm. tough for us because traditionally what dis, uh, distributors want to do is they want to mark that wine up four times to get the best sale price so ah. for every bottle of wine that we sell below full price right now we're just losing too much money on well brett made a comment who's who's watching right now he said that most local vineyards have better quality yeah. and cheaper prices mm -hmm. for what the quality you're paying because like again like me i don't know the quality i can't judge that and so to me it's like you know you i bet there's you know, $20 bottle of wine is the same as $200 bottle of wine for me. And Yeah, you could put literally a glass of each in front of me, and I would not be able to tell yeah. the, the better one, which would make me a good actual wine wine customer. Uh, is, is there some kind of like a local Texas, <laughs> excuse me, a Texas tour of, you know, you see those like the, the movies where someone goes on a wine tour for the Napa Valley where, you know, they can come to you and hit different vineyards along the way? There is, um, in this area, there's only a, a handful of vineyards that would really be accessible in a one-day tour. Mm -hmm. uh, being that Blue Epiphany is, we're, we're the only local winery in Conroe, the first and only winery in Conroe. Uh, there's uh, Bernhardt out in Plantersville. There's Cork This. Uh, Whitley is out there. Um, there's a couple of, of uh, wineries in Houston. Uh, but the big tour that, that you see in the movies, like you mentioned, would would definitely be in the hill country fredericksburg area but um the the neat thing about the conroe area is not only can you hit uh, our winery but you can also go to some of the breweries like southern star and and some of the other places so well that that'd be a big draw for dick there because he's more of a beer drinker than a wine drinker yeah. and we were talking earlier about why younger people seem to you know men will chug beers but going to wines tend to be later in life. Is it because they're just tired of chugging and they want to sip? Or Yeah, you know, I've never been that thirsty, to be quite honest with you, <laughs> to sit down with a 12-pack of beer and really kill it, you know. So I, I, I enjoy— Well, a 12-pack, man. Yeah. It's a small time. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dick's the one that says, wait, 24 hours in a day, 24 beers in a case? Coincidence? Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy wine. I enjoy whiskeys. I, I enjoy beer. I, I, uh, uh, wine is definitely fun. Um, there's more in wine, in my opinion. I think you can enjoy wine. A lot of people who drink beer don't necessarily drink beer with food, pair it with food. You can always pair a, a really good wine with, with any mm -hmm. food. So, Awesome. So let's tell people about it. So the name of it is Blue Epiphany Vineyards. Uh, the website is blue-epiphany.com. Yes. Did I get that right? Yes. Cool. And they are on is Facebook. Is it not a hyphen? Did I say that wrong? Uh, a hyphen is something that will separate a word at the end of a line into the next. A dash is, is one to make it a compound word. Okay. Then you can have different dashes. You have an N dash and an M dash. So how should I say their website <clears throat> properly? He's the grammar guy, so I got to run this by him. Blue-epiphany. Blue-epiphany.com, folks. There, there we go. There you go. All well right. done, Dick. Dick good. <laughs> yeah, I'm learning Dick something. Good. Okay, well, uh, one thing we haven't really touched on is the 4th of July event. On 4th of July, <laughs> you can go to Blue Epiphany Vineyard. And what do you do? Is it like, is it just the normal hours? Is there a celebration? Are you blowing up wine bottles? Like, what's going on? Well, being that we're in the city, I don't, I don't think there'll be any um, blowing up any bottles out there. However, we will have live music at two different times. Uh, Guthrie Jones is a husband and wife acoustic duo. Uh, they're pretty eclectic. They do everything from originals to classic covers. Uh, they'll be out on the patio from 1 p.m. to 2.30 p.m. And again, from 7 to 8.30 
Uh, we'll have Double D's Wings and Things uh, out there, uh, I believe, at 1 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. They do a fantastic hickory smoked chicken wing. So pairs really well with wine. Um, and just celebrating this fine country's independence. So I think it's worthwhile celebration. Yeah. It sounds great. A and lot of fun. I so know. that's happening on the grounds from yes. what time to what time? So we open on Saturday uh, at 11 a.m. So this I'm is, sorry. I'm sorry. On yeah, Wednesday knew at, it. at 11 to 9 p.m. Okay. Um, I do that, too. I, I just I, assume that <laughs> 4th of July is going to be on the weekend. Those uh, darn forefathers right. with their lack of foresight <laughs> into our national holidays. Right. We open at 11 a.m. and we close at 9 p.m. Okay. So live music, uh, is there like a admission at the gate that gets you in or there just you pay, pay as you go? You, uh, you just pay to enjoy the wine and... You will pay to enjoy some food, and that's it. Wow! So free live music, yep. a tour of the facilities. Awesome! I'm there. I'm going to bring Mrs. Kitty to this one. Very good. Okay. She loves a good wine. Bring Holly. Yeah, I don't see why not. We'll we're, double. We live down the street. Yeah. So we just walk. Actually, we're not walking. This is not doing. Yeah. That. No, we're gonna. I think we're gonna Uber. <laughs> yeah. We need to get one of those tandem bicycles. See if we. Do you think <laughs> they can like make the back end really short? For me. For her. Oh, for her. Yeah. So yeah, she's four. She's four ten. Oh, yeah. So she's lost. Just water, weld right? a little tricycle onto it. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Chris, thank you so much for coming in, man, sharing this information about the vineyard. And Monday, they're closed, but every other day, every open. Other day. Yep. And they're down the street, right uh, near the HEB on Fraser. And right. uh, just look them up, blue-epiphany.com. And, and on Facebook. And on Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. And that's the 4th of July happening on 4th of July. So if you're looking for something to do with your loved ones and just hanging outside and enjoying uh, Conroe and also 4th of July. It's a great way to do it. Live music, food, and wine. Yeah. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio. We got to go to a break here. It's 1025. We're broadcasting live on Facebook and, of course, YouTube. And we'll be right back. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Is there someone you know who is hooked on vintage aircraft? Follow the commemorative Air Force and its fleet of World War II planes, including the mighty B-17 Flying Fortress Texas Raiders, which is based in Conroe, Texas. Texas Raiders tours locally and all around the United States, offering the public a chance to put their hands on aviation history. What could be a more perfect gift and a flight on a historic B-17. Taking to the sky on the iconic bomber is an experience that will never be forgotten. For the touring schedule, reservations, or more information, go to b17texasraiders.org or call 855-FLY-A-B-17. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com 
or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at Tuesday. Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star, Dick and Skippy, 1028 on the dot. It is the uh, temperatures getting up there more and more. It's creeping up there to the mid 90s. Right now it is 80, uh, 86 still out there. Uh, we were talking with Chris Dow, co-owner and general manager of Blue, Epi- Blue Epiphany Vineyards. Go to blue-epiphany.com. Yes, on a ki- computer keyboard, there's been grammar discussions on the air and off the air. Uh, is, is the dash, uh, sorry, the hyphen and the minus sign are the same uh, name, or the, the same events you have. Uh, but when you talk in a URL, uh, the nomenclature that's used, you don't say Blue hyphen Epiphany. You say blue-epiphany.com. You don't say period, for instance. So I was talking about a URL thing. But, yeah, and then you have differences between the N-dash and the M-dash. The N-dash is the same length as an N in courier font, and M-dash, of course, is the same length as an M in courier font. And Brett, who's as much of a grammar nerd as I am, actually has their wits there, but we're not going to read the comments. You'll see that. So, yes, well done, well pointed out there. Uh, Also, we're talking about Fortnite because one of our listeners – as family members playing Fortnite, what the heck is Fortnite, Dick? It's an online game, and I think it's only online. They might have an offline option, but mo- majority of the time, you're supposed to be playing with other players, and it's a it's a free for all. They might change it up. From what I understand, like it's a free for all. Yes, it's like all the players. I think a hundred players or whatever the game settings are set to. They just drop them into a zone. And then the zone gets smaller and smaller as time goes, and it forces people to uh, take out the other player and by you, any means necessary. Like with rocks or Uzi's? Well, like you pick up weapons. You can do, you know, like bats or you can do guns. or And you can also craft, you know, structures to defend yourself. And uh, it's it's pretty chaotic, and it's different. I think the reason why it's popular because it's pretty easy to pick up, and it's different. The outcome is different every time. Because it's a free-for-all, so you could be the first person to die, or you could be the first person to survive, or the last person to survive. The uh, It's an okay game. I enjoyed it, but then no one else I knew played it, so it was boring after that. Ah, interesting. Looks looks so. good. The, the one that my friends and I played once upon a time, and I had a really lousy computer, so I'd always lose. It's called uh, Unreal Yeah, uh, Unreal Tournament. Tournament. Unreal Tournament. Yeah, I played that. That game was pretty intense. I think really where video games are going now... And it's it's pretty interesting now to see like T, uh, TBS does esports now. They broadcast esports. Really? Which is it's funny to see people try to get excited about Street Fighter because we know <laughs> Jason from Connor Coffee like you know participate in tournaments. I did a couple tournaments for video games, and they're fun. But like I just it's just kind of funny to see a TV production of a sport when it comes to video games. If that makes sense, like you know they have the announcer. You had the presentation, and it's just like, man, we're just watching 
a video game. To me, that's kind of like uh, there's something going around now where you have videos called reaction videos where somebody's watching something on TV, but the camera's on them to show their reaction. Mm-hmm. Or uh, well, they find they have to fine tune it just like any sport. I mean, how long did it take for the people who do the NFL to get really get good at presenting the NFL and for people to watch it? I mean, it didn't happen just day one. I know. It's just it's so, so weird to have you know an arena where you're not watching actual action; you're watching a digital recreation. I mean, and this of thumb action. Well, and then this is also coming from somebody who's played majority of the games that are in competition, and like I could see the skill level, but then again, it's just like it doesn't interest me to watch someone else play the game. I would rather play the game. Like if I had to sit there and watch, I'd be like, no, I don't want to watch you play games. I want to play a game, so I'm gonna go play now. I don't care about this. Yeah, because people we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. People watch football, kind of projecting themselves into, oh, I'm gonna be the quarterback, but it's kind of hard to do that when it's somebody else's avatar. So yeah, you don't want to grow up to be the the world record video gamer. You want to be the world record quarterback, that kind of thing. But uh, congratulations to Young Liam who made it to third and second place in apparently two different rounds. So future serial killer Liam, well done. No, I think that's what that's the appeal to the game is that's different every time. So you want to get back into it and Fortnite just, and just keep moving. Fortnite, I'll I'll have to look into that. And then we were also talking about because that reminded me of a game I just saw a video on it. But I haven't seen the actual game, but it's called Cuphead, and it's representative or it's inspired by those old 30s and well, 40s cartoons was really funky one thing that's interesting like animations. about games like cuphead and other games in today's world is when video games first came out it was very hard to produce so a lot of money had to be invested and also the company who owned the system had to be available the code and everything had to be available to certain people to make the games and you you notice today now it's so it's so much easier for an independent to make a game and now mm-hmm. the most most video game consoles are kind of similar, so there's not a lot of back-end work you have to do to make it able to play on every system. It's cross-platform. So, like, if you really like puzzle games or if you really like the old-style video games from the 70s, 80s, 90s, I would encourage you to get a PC because PCs are able to play... My son went purely new, PC. Yeah, and, like, you can buy these games for 10 bucks nine like five dollars and they're old style games so i really like that that's the route, route i went and i i mean I, th- I think if you like your pat you use your pastime to play video games for fun that's a good way and you don't have to spend you know fifty dollars a game and i recently got into steam which was cool yeah i've been able to play some old school games well, Steam, like from my MS-DOS days. Well, Steam kind of revolutionized the way we buy games because they were one of the first platforms to offer digital downloads. So you didn't have to go to the store and buy the physical disc and worry about the condition of the disc. Now it's stored whenever you want to play it. You download it, play it. Oh, I'm done. Let me remove it from my computer. But it's still there in the Steam library, so you can always download it again. Mm-hmm. And now they even did it with cloud stuff now where like your saves and everything are on the cloud. So... You didn't lose your save after you un- uninstalled it. It's up in the cloud. Cool. And uh, what's what's nice about that is you're starting to see the price differences. Now now they can offer games cheaper because they're not printing it. They're not putting it into a store and all that kind of stuff. The packaging alone would double, triple the price of anything. And then also it allows you to buy games that you could try out for 5 bucks, And, you, you know, you really like it. Some Tin Gems, some really cool. Because, like, one of my main issues is I used to play a lot of video games. I tore my ACL in eighth grade playing basketball. 
And for some reason, I don't understand, but the doctor said I couldn't have surgery until I stopped growing, which I mean, I was upset about, but I couldn't really play sports. So I started playing video games and golf. And uh, video games were just a lot more fun than golf to me. So I played <laughs> right. a lot of video games. And as I got older, it was just hard to play those games that are really long. And I was like, I can't really get into it. So the games I play today are games that are more puzzles. And kind of like uh, like the longest game, for example, we talked about you played was Alan Wake. To me, that's a long game. Mm-hmm. And so it was really hard for me to find time to dedicate because I have to do other duties like start a radio station and things like that. So I was like, I really can't get into it because if I don't play it within a week, I'm going to forget what I was doing. Like where you pick up the controller like, oh, man, what was I that doing? That was a problem. Especially I, lo- I love the uh, the Batman ones, the, the Arkham ones. Uh, yeah. Because you got the whole world and you can like veer off and do your own thing. Yeah. That was uh, I love games like that. I, I like the multi-purpose ones. In the old days, I loved ones like uh, Covert Action or Pirates because uh-huh. it was with Pirates you had. Well, it was open-ended. Yes. You're talking about Sid Meier's Pirates, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. But you had swordplay and you had naval navigation and you had land assault mm-hmm. and you had, uh, as I think in Pirates Gold, they added to where you had to romance the governor's daughter. So uh, various and sundry things. It wasn't just the same thing over and over and over like Pac-Man. Well, yeah, and, uh, and but... And then again, it's like as you get older, you try to play games. Like I try to play Minecraft with my nephews, and I thought it was really interesting, but then there really wasn't a plot to it. So I was like, so what are we supposed to do, just build stuff? And then that's where it got kind of chaotic where, like, no one could agree what they wanted to build. So I was like, so what's the purpose? <laughs> like, what are we doing here? I, I and, My daughter is hugely into Minecraft. I, I, I don't get it. I, I've tried. She, You know, my grandkids, too. They, they'll sit me down and, okay, so we're going to build this and destroy that. And I'm asking why I, I guess it's world building which is great for youngsters i'm just not trying to i can't figure out what i would do with it unless i built skippyopolis like i just something. don't know that kind of stuff and especially with the younger gamers especially with tablet games and things like that there's a whole nother ball game out there but now i find myself with less time like i really like playing world of warcraft i was there when it first started and i played it off and on and now what's funny is all my friends who are now older they were all kind of, we got together at the uh, bachelor party. And we all kind of, we all play games together when we get together, like Mario Kart and stuff like that. And they're like, man, we live kind of far apart from each other. How do we, we always enjoy doing that, and, you know, talking trash to each other. And I mentioned that World of Warcraft was a fun game to play because you can do it at your own leisure. And you don't, it doesn't really require you to, to, to know what you're doing. Uh, all you don't have to keep playing. Some people choose to keep playing. So we started playing that together, and now we have play dates. And Holly really appreciates those play dates. We play on Saturday mornings at six six a.m. <laughs> and uh, we play until people have to go, like either mow the yard or whatever. Maybe I should. Um, I think I've still got Unreal Tournament on my computer. I may have to call uh, Brad. I know you're listening, but maybe we should haul in some of the other skippies and and others and play another round of Unreal Tournament. We had the, uh, one of my group of friends. He's an architect, and he would actually create uh, arenas, Unreal Tournament arenas. But he'd put in secret stuff that only he knew about, like secret sniping spots. Well, for, perfect. Nice, yeah, nice so it, to do that. Yeah, it was like flat out cheating. You know who you are. So we got to gang up on him. So yeah, maybe we'll yeah. do some more in real tournament. I mean, I played that. There actually, there's a new one out too. But I don't. I'm, the whole world changed in video games. Like I'm, I'm like seven years behind. I'm like oh, purchasing games and like, like playing s- the newest game. Twenty-seven years behind. So, yeah. You listen to Morning's Lone Star. We got to take a break, man. We got to. Take got to. Take the break. And uh, when we come back, what do you want to talk about? Uh, well, the Mr. D.B. Cooper may finally be solved. Really? And locally, really? Uh, the Dream Center 
Yeah, they're in trouble. The dream is it's a nightmare at the Dream Center. Coming back on Morning's Lone Star. Stay tuned. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936 266 7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question, comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station on IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936 936- 647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Have a legal question? Are you a resident of Montgomery County? Call 281-645-6344 to talk to a volunteer attorney from the Woodlands Bar Association. We answer the phones on the first Monday of every month at 281-645-6344 from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. to provide general legal information and information about legal resources to Montgomery County residents. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Welcome back, Morning's Lone Star, 1042. All right, brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning and, of course, Conroe Coffee. We're closing out today's show. We'll be back on Monday. Uh, let's go over some events real quick. I know we were talking about uh, you know East Texas Dream Center, but let's just remind people what's going on. Blue Epiphany was in today talking about their 4th of July event. They're open on their normal hours from what I understood, but they have live music and food trucks there. No cost to get in, but you did have to pay for the wine and food and everything, which is somewhat expected. Uh, this weekend, the Chattelax Music Fest is happening in our neighborhood uh, at the Chattelax Backyard Water Park. Tickets are available at ChattelaxMusicFest.com. They got Corey Morrow, Jason Cassidy, Bree Bagwell. If you like Texas Country, that's a great uh, event to check out. I, I, I'm still interested in about that area because it sounds like they just dug a hole and they made some like lake things, and it's like a water park, but as if you like you and I did it. 
No, that would be really bad. <laughs> but uh, and then also on Saturday too, um, there the Conroe Symphony Orchestra is doing a free concert over at Heritage Place. Mm-hmm. So we got that Wednesday morning, of course, in the Woodlands. We 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 have Red, White, and Blue Festival uh, going on in the Woodlands, and also we have the Woodlands Parade. And yours truly will be one of the announcers of the parade, kind of uh, on the Woodlands Online streaming. We'll be describing the floats and trivia and stuff like that. So if you want to tune in on that. How much prep work do you have to do for that? They're go- I think like five minutes beforehand, they're going to hand me a sheet of who. Oh, so now you have an earpiece. I'm You're one have, of those I'm going to have an IFB going on there. See, see how, how, how it works. So. Yeah. So right. so, I, mean, happening. I think uh, New Canyon is doing fireworks too. Just look that up. So if you're if you're looking for fireworks, because we know the Lake of Conroe is not doing fireworks, mm-hmm. I know on Fourth of July New Caney is, and then also our folks in the Woodlands and stuff like that. Is there anything else going on that we need to talk about for the weekend? Uh, no, not for the weekend. We have the tea on Sunday. For oh Conroe yeah, coffee. Conroe coffee, green tea, whatever that is. And I will be there Sunday morning. I'm really looking forward to that one. I know because you're all you're sucker for that. I'm a sucker English for that. Crap. I truly am. I want to see. I, I've, it's been like 30 years since I've had a, a good scone, and so I'm. Well, gonna, there you Le, go. Leo's on under the microscope now. That's all I'm gonna say. But uh, all right, so let's get into some local stuff. We got about 10 minutes left in today's show. There was a Courier article about the Dream Center. Apparently, it's shut down right now due to fire code. More hazards. than 700 fire code violations and 170 building code violations. Now, describe the Dream Center to our audience. Well, East Texas Dream Center, from what I remember, is a nonprofit organization, and now they purchased a while back, maybe like two two to three years ago, they purchased the old Conroe Hospital building, mm-hmm. and they refurbished it and repurposed it to house women who are on the run and their children who are in abusive relationships and things like that from drugs or whatever. It's just it, the main focus was for a place for women to stay. But uh, apparently they've been having some issues with the building, and they had to close it down. The uh, It's a 50, it's 57,000-square-foot building, uh, and they were granted the occupation in 2013, but now it's just closed because they got to fix all this stuff. And the city has to deal with it. So that's one thing I didn't really understand, and maybe Catherine Dominguez, the writer of the article, what what does the city have to do with this opposed outside of the fire department and things like that? Why does city council have to review it? Because there are building uh, codes as well as fire codes. But does isn't there a department in the city of Conroe that handles that? So why the city uh, why does the uh, I just went blank. I'm so sorry. Why are the people who are city council city council have to look at it? Do they have to approve stuff? What do they have to approve if there's already you know? Well, if there, I would presume with this many violations, I mean, 170 building code violations, uh, it could be that uh, much like the Owen Theater is an actual city of Conroe building. Uh, it could be that the building itself is uh, the old Conroe Hospital. Could be an actual city of Conroe building. But this is something that I think the violations are so severe that the city council has to sign off on this. Okay. Interesting. So I thought that was uh, maybe we'll get more information about that later. Uh, and uh, is there any other news you want to talk about? Yeah, kind of bittersweet thing. After 41 years of service, uh, Deputy Chief uh, Tommy Erickson is retired from the South Montgomery County Fire Department. 41 years of service. Uh, great guy. Uh, he graduated from Comer High School in 1974 and first became uh, 
involved with, with firefighting when he was 16. Uh, so he went to the volunteer fire department off of Sawdust Road. Uh, he hired at the Houston Fire Department, worked at Station 18 in Galleria for five years before he was promoted to drive the ambulance. Uh, became district chief and, and worked his way up the ranks. So a great guy, 41 years as a first responder, as a firefighter. Um, Tommy Erickson, our hats off to you. Happy retirement, sir. I know uh, there's some kind of Republican news where the Republican Party is having some transitions or changes in their, uh, I don't know really what to call it. Right. So the Montgomery County chapter of the GOP, um, which actually has its headquarters down the street street from us. I would like to try to get them in next week. So everyone keep an eye out on our social media about if we can book them in because uh, the headline in the Courier says they're in turmoil after longtime Chair Wilkerson's powers weekend. We've actually had Wally in the studio, Dr. Wally, several times talking about the GOP here locally in Montgomery County. And so uh, hopefully we get someone in here just to talk about it because I don't really know what's going on. Yeah. And uh, I know the Tea Party people are. You well, know, yeah, everyone's getting us in a nutshell. Uh, Wally Wilkerson, who has led the Montgomery County GOP for for years, if not decades. And I want to give a shout out to Misty on Facebook. She kind of cleared up the Dream Center. She said that uh, if the nonprofit used city or county EDC incentives, they have a— Economic Development uh, Committee. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't no, know, Misty. We'll, I mean, <laughs> we'll put someone on it. <laughs> uh, but so a, at, a, at a recent meeting, uh, Wilk- Dr. Wilkerson, Wally, had uh, the power to for policy— that was changed to a steering committee, a multi-member steering committee, where he was one of, of the many, uh, one of voices to the only one. Now, Reagan Reed, county GOP precinct chairman who led the effort uh, to do this, uh, says it was to decentralize power. And I was myself was reading last night on Facebook long uh, discussions on both sides of this. Uh, you know, there's timing, because, uh, you know, we had Terrence Foggs here in the studio, and he was the one that was— uh, running against Wally Wilkerson for the primary and uh, Wally won. And I don't know, some fingers being pointed. Uh, it would be nice to, to call through this and see what the story is. So, yeah, let's try and get okay. some of those people in here. There we go. Yeah. Well, before we wrap up today's show, let's do some weather and traffic for the local area. Okay. All right. So traffic conditions in Montgomery County. Looking around, I'm not really seeing the accidents or instances being reported. If your weekend is going to be traveled in Houston, uh, southbound, there are zero accidents all the way to about I-10, and then you're going to hit the real slowdown right there. Uh, northbound on I-45 and also Highway 59, everything's looking good. East to west, 105, 1488, 242. I'm not really seeing any accidents or incidences in the local area. So what's uh, weather like? Weather, we're already what's up- our weekend weather report? How about that? Well, we're already up to 87. looks like all weekend long today, Saturday, and Sunday. It's going to be pretty much uh, just a repeat uh, starting the days off in the 80s, going up to the uh, mid to upper 90s, so partly cloudy on all those days with only a 1% to 10% chance of rain each day. Humid. Uh, Monday and Tuesday next week, kind of sunny, partly cloudy. Now, here's the interesting interesting thing. Wednesday, which is July 4th, the high is only going to be 83, which is like full 13 degrees lower than what it should be, with storms predicted. So it while it may dampen some of your July 4th festivities, uh, those who are shooting on fireworks, the chances of burning stuff down has just gotten a lot. Uh, well, I don't want to say the chances for burning down gotten better, but the chances of you not being burned down by someone's fireworks have just improved dramatically. Well, good deal. We there got we several go. guests next week. 
if uh, it is Fourth of July week next week, so we will not be here on the fourth, but we will be here for the rest of the week. Uh, if you're interested in being a guest, contact us on our Facebook, Twitter, whatever, and we'll get you booked. I know we have our first guest will be Stephanie Davenport. It's actually going to be in the studio uh, with Lacey Gugant. They're going to talk about the Woodlands Charities upcoming Halloween party and other things coming up. Uh, that's kind of far in advance, but you know what, Stephanie, we don't care. So uh, we're going to have her in. That's going to be on Tuesday. And then we got several other guests booked. I know we have the Condor Art League, their new roundup for July, their new artists and everything is happening, so we're going to get more information on that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, hopefully we're going to get the people from next door about their art. And Kristen Bage is going to be returning next week. Nice. She had so much fun this week. Uh, there you go. So outside of that, you're going to have a good weekend? I'm going to have a good weekend. Are you going to have a good weekend? I'm going to have a good weekend. Cool. Let's have try. a good weekend together and separately. So, uh, yeah, I'm not going to see you. I cannot wait not to see you. got to get away from you. Uh, don't forget, folks, all of our shows are available on our YouTube channel, Mornings Lone Star, and also Facebook. And we try to do – we uh, post it on our podcast. So if you're a podcast listener, we do podcast our show with all our interviews and everything on iTunes and Google Play. Don't forget our main website, irlonestar.com slash MWLS, has everything you've ever wanted about us. And uh, today's show is sponsored by Conroe Coffee, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, uh, if you're interested in sponsoring the show, reach out to us on our social media or, you know, just call the station, 936-647-3776. Special thanks to today's guest, Chris Dowd, Dowd. Uh-huh. with Dowd. the blue Dowd. No. Is d- it Down? D-O-W-E-L-L, Dowd. Dowd. Uh-huh. There we go. Uh, Blue-epiphany.com for the 4th of July event coming on the 4th, actual 4th, and they're open at Six days a week, just not Monday. So if you can't make it on the 4th, you can also go today. They open up in about seven minutes, six minutes. So uh, check that out. That's Blue Epiphany Vineyard right there. We'll be back Monday morning, folks. Sean, enjoy your weekend. Everyone be safe. We'll talk to you all later.